This is the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Steve Ray, owner of the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply Store in Ottawa, Tennessee. Listen every week for new episodes and catch the show live every Thursday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. Now, enjoy this show. Hey, welcome everybody to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show. This is Steve Ray coming to you live from the studios here of Owl's Nest Barbecue Franchise. Hey, it's that time. It's that time. Are you ready? Are you as you is you as ready as I am? Tennessee, South Carolina. You hang on. You're not ready yet. Tennessee, South Carolina, coming up this Saturday night at uh, 7:30 on um the sec network and i tell you what everybody everybody in this area of the country is ready to go and i'm sure you are ready to go wherever you live too for the uh football season that is coming up i can say to welcome everybody we got a great show lined up for you one of the one of the the greatest guests that i've ever had i want to go over a few things with you a couple announcements a couple cool things that are going on real quick first of all the broadcast partner tonight as always backyard smokers barbecue you can find them on facebook uh, man, 100,000 people belong to this Facebook page. Any, anything that has to do with barbecue, if you have questions, Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook is a place you want to go. I thank Wes Phillips and all the gang there for sharing this broadcast with all the members. And I hope the members will watch and I hope you like it. Uh, and I've got a special announcement too. Um, let's see. I'm going to turn this down just a skosh. Uh, this Sunday night on the Backyard Smokers Barbecue Facebook page, uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Wes Phillips says, join us live in the group for a season one competitor, James Grubbs of the American Barbecue Showdown. Did you see that show? Did you watch that show, the American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix? James Grubbs is the guy that kept, he kept losing, but he, he, but he, but he did just enough to beat the last person. So he just did just enough, and he made it, I think, till. Uh, number four or number five or something like that, but he did really good. He lives just down the street in around Jasper, Georgia. He lives on some mountain down there. And uh, I've talked with him a couple times by telephone. We're going to get him on the show in a future date. Uh, really, really, a, really a neat uh, competitor. And he's going to be on a group, a live group session on the uh, Backyard Smokers Barbecue page this Sunday night at 7. So go to the Backyard Smokers Barbecue page and you can see James Grubbs live and in person. You can ask him questions about the American Barbecue Showdown. Also, you remember last week, let me put this over here. Last week I had um, Ken Smith from Nashville on. I think I'm getting some dropouts. Hang on, let me fix this real quick. I can fix this. Hang on just a second. I had on Ken Smith was on the uh, show last week and he does a podcast called faces to places and uh, his episode two is up now so wherever you get your podcast information go to faces 
uh, two places and listen to episode two of Ken's podcast. He he goes out to a uh, barbecue um, a restaurant out in West Tennessee, and uh, they do whole hog the old timey way, where they shovel the coals direct directly under the hog. And uh, and uh, if if Ken's got anything to do with it, I, I guarantee you, it'll be very very interesting. Uh, Matt Pittman posted a good question this week on um, Facebook. Uh, the guys at um, Hub Helping You Barbecue, that's a store in, um, somewhere in Nebraska, I think it's close where, where Matt lives. Um, uh, Matt Frampton, I'm sorry, not Matt Pitton, Matt Frampton. Um, he says, they've got a hot debate going. What is your go-to dessert and what pairs the best with barbecue? Now, uh, well, I mean, you just think about that for just a minute. It's got to be banana pudding. I mean, how could you? What else would you? What else in the world would you think of that pairs the best with barbecue? But I thought that is a good. Uh, and if you've got, if you got a um, Howard, uh, Jeff, if you guys got a uh, a guess, put it in there. Put it in chat, and y'all can talk about it during the during the show. I want to thank uh, my buddy Jeff Maxwell for being back at the remote studios, monitoring the chat as he always does. We appreciate him doing that for sure. Okay, I tell you what, we're gonna do now. We're not going to wait. We're not going to wait any longer. We're going to go to the big board right now, and I'm going to tell you something. We got, we got a, we got a special guy here. <laughs> there he is. You, you know, you, you know who that is, Craig Verhaga, the barbecue ninja himself. Craig, what's up? How are you doing? And Steve, it is awesome, awesome to be here. It's always awesome to talk barbecue. And uh, you, you had me fired up when you started talking balls football, SEC. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was in the background. I was, you know, talking. You were like, hey, put a pause button on me to talk SEC and ball football. All, all, the great, all the great ones can't wait to talk, Craig. <laughs> See, that's another connection. And, I mean, I mean we're, we, we're probably related. Verhaga, uh, that's an unusual last name. What is it? Is that, is that Viking? It is Dutch. Dutch, Dutch, not Viking. Dutch. Uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, obviously, he, he came from Holland to the United States. So okay. Yeah, very... All right. That's uh, I thought it was something like that. Is that Scandinavia? Is that is that Scandinavia? Dutch, uh, Holland. That's Holland, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's up. In, that's close. Sweden, Holland. They're all Norway. And it's uh, been mispronounced and misspelled uh, every way you can possibly imagine. Well, it's 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 Verhaga. Right? Verhaga. Verhaga, yeah. Yeah, that, that's not hard. Malcolm Malcolm pronounced it right. Malcolm can do it. I can. <laughs> we, we, we practiced on that. <laughs> we're going to talk about We're going to talk about that episode here in just a little bit. He was educated at, uh, he's from Cleveland, Mississippi. Craig Verhaga is the barbecue ninja, educated at Delta State University, home of the statesman. But, but the most interesting thing about that school mascot is the statesman is the official name but what is the unofficial mascot of Delta State? The fighting what? The fighting okra. The fighting okra. Can you believe that? The fighting okra. Yeah, that it, is it. It's more popular than the statesman down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that actually uh, that, that, uh, came up. Uh, you know, I was uh, probably two, three years 
before I got to Delta State. And, uh, you know, statesman, cool dude, you know, all yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Thrills, no, no, no thrills there with that particular mascot. So they came up, you know, of course, green being the color of the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the fighting okra came up. Uh, I tell you, it's pretty cool. If, if people get a chance, they can go to uh, YouTube and type in the Delta State fighting okra because they came out with some really funny commercials yeah. a year or two ago. So, <laughs> the, yeah. The fighting okra, and uh, who who is y'all's? What's y'all's arch rival down there? Um, Mississippi College. Yeah, Mississippi College. In-state uh, rivalry. Uh, Delta State was a was a powerhouse in Division Two for a while, back in the early two thousands. I remember it well. Remember it well. Yeah, we we we've done well. We our athletics are uh, you know women's basketballs won six national championships and. You know, football mm-hmm. is, uh, has, has been there year, many years. I was uh, just out of school, won a national championship. Baseball's won a national championship, and they're a, they're a powerhouse every year. So, uh, so yeah. And, and we just had Deion Sanders come to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Uh, head coach. State, uh, head coach now. So, uh, hopefully, we're, we're going to line up on the field with, with Deion. So, we'll see how that turns out. That would, that would be – how cool would that be? That would just be too cool. Other than Craig Verhaga, the most famous Delta State University attendee, is who? Uh, who would you I say? Would have, I would say uh, it was a women's basketball player called Lucia Harris. Uh, she played uh, back. She actually played for the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, yep. She played, uh, you know, back years ago when they won, I think they won three or four national championships when she was here. Mm-hmm. She actually was, I think, I want to say she was the first female to play NBA basketball or pro basketball, should I say. It may not have been the NBA at the time. Wasn't she the one that played in some preseason games, I think? She, she, she was, I think she was drafted or something. Yeah. Something there's yeah. a story, but a very interesting story, yeah. to say the least. But you're wrong. You're wrong about that anyway. <laughs> about the most famous person, the most famous attendee at Delta State University, formerly Delta State Teachers College, is one John Grisham. Yes, yes, he was uh, very. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He transferred from Delta State to Mississippi State where he was graduated and then attended Ole Miss Law School, where he graduated in 1981. This famous attorney author penned among many books, A Time to Kill and The Firm. His books are set mostly in the South. The movies made from his books have made him a gazillion dollars and are filled with actors that really have bad, fake Southern accents. You ever met John Grisham? I have not. But, I've, I've been at uh, seminars and stuff where he's spoken, but I've never, you know, gone up and, and, and introduced myself. So. So John Barbecue Ninja, how you doing? There you go. <laughs> the Barbecue Ninja. The Barbecue Ninja. <laughs> Let's throw on a whole hog. I'll stay all night. We'll talk all night. Can you imagine talking all night to John Grisham? Uh, <laughs> how cool would that be? That would be real cool, for sure. All right. We're going we're gonna, to, first thing we're going to do is, and, and this, now you've thrown me, you've thrown me completely off base here with our new connection, our Knoxville connection. You and I have, we have passed like ships in the night all of our adult lives, and we didn't even know each other. That's what's so, that's what's so weird about this whole thing. But my, my, first, my first run-in with the Barbecue Ninja was back in 2016 at, in Nashville. Craig, 
a friend and I went to Nashville. There was a barbecue contest. This is when I was first getting into contests. It was an MBN KCBS dual match. And we were walking around. And of course, the MBN, if there's, a, if there's an MBN in a KCBS contest, you're going to gravitate to the MBN because what, what the MBN guys do is it's, it's just bigger. It is. It, you can say, yeah, you're an MBN guy. It is. It's just bigger. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the major league. You know, it, it is the major league of barbecue. And it, it is a whole, it's a whole different, yeah. you know, thing. And then you got to have a whole different preparation. And yeah, you yeah. just keep going with the story. Big, bigger rigs, two hogs. I mean, it, it's incredible. So we're there and we're scoping the place out. And we, we see that the judges are moving around. We got that figured out. And so I went up to this guy. I had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. But the sign said, you bonds barbecue team. He's our guy. So I said, sir, I said, could we watch this? And he said, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to take you right over here, and y'all stand here, and y'all watch. And don't say nothing, but y'all watch. And you know who that was? Gary Roark, your mentor of U-Bond's Barbecue. And I thought of that story, Craig, when I was listening to your interview with Kevin Standers from a few years ago when you said that Gary was was – one of the major influences on your life, uh, a mentor, and he would do anything for anybody. And I thought back to that day, he was so kind and generous to my friend and I. He didn't know us from Adam and let us come. I mean, he came, brought us into the camp, and we watched his presentation. We watched him sell that hog to those judges, and you were probably there. I, I, I was definitely yeah. there. Yeah. Remember that double? And of course, being shorthanded and having, you know, nine on-site judges and having the turn-ins for the KCBS going on all at the same time and everything's different times. And, and uh, yeah, we were, we, it was a day that we were scrambling. And a matter of fact, I think that might have been our first and that might have been our last. Dual. NBA and KCBS double to do because uh, that was, uh, that was a rough day. Um, what? Well, I- I told my buddy, I said, I've got this figured out. What you do, you bring two hogs and you cook them. And then you put all the meat in these little boxes and then you run them over there, you put them in that table and then they judge them. <laughs> so I had it all mixed up. I had no idea what you did. I thought, that, well, that must be. I said, man, this is a hard sport. And they said, how are we going to do this? Where are we going to get all these, these pigs at to, to cook? But uh, Gary was so nice to us, Craig. And, uh, and you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said he'd do anything for anybody, if he knew you or not, because he didn't know us, and he just said, come on in, you're part of the family now. Great guy. You know, if anybody would have a question, and that that was part of when I first uh, really met him and got to know him. I was on another team. I was on a ragtag team of guys just out of college, and, mm-hmm. and we, uh, you know, we would show up to a contest, and I, we would request to be by Gary. Actually, Gary would request to be by us because he actually he had a lot more influence than we did. And so we would be beside each other. And notoriously, we would leave. We one time we left dry rub. We didn't have dry rub. <laughs> and, and Gary was like, "Here's my, you know, use yep. my dry." Rub. 
you know, and we wouldn't have a shovel, we wouldn't have a hammer, we wouldn't have a zip tie, we wouldn't have garbage bag, you know, just aluminum foil, Gary would have all that here, here, yep. here, and uh, and he just, whatever you need, let me know, you, you can have it, and, uh, and, and over a couple of years, um, uh, really getting to know him on the trail like that, and and of course, he saw that I was I was passionate about barbecue. I, I love doing it. I love the people, and and I actually went to Delta State with both of his daughters and both of his son-in-laws. So you know, we had that connection. We were actually all there at at, at the same time. Um, so, uh, but when my team disbanded, and you know, at that age, everybody was getting married. Everybody yeah. had kids. They were going their separate ways, and. And I still wanted to barbecue. Um, actually, the last Memphis in May I did with that team, I ended up kind of there by myself in the end. You know, it was mm. one of those when it was time to pack up and it was time to, you know, do that kind of work. There was these strange phone calls, oh, I got to leave, I got to go. And and so I ended up having to kind of pull in friends to help, you know, pack up and, and get out of there. And, and before I left that Memphis in May, I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, I can't, you know, I can't do this anymore. No, you can't do it all by yourself trying to keep it together and and that's wasn't a day or two after that you know gary called and he was like hey you know in his typical voice hey bud you know mm -hmm. so. that's all right well hank hold that thought hold that thought because what we're going to do we're going to we're going to start modern day then we're going to do this backwards that's the way i like to do interviews all right now you're currently the barbecue ninja and you you are all over social media facebook instagram you 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 work in this business now, and you're you're teacher entertainer. You, you've got all four corners covered now, Craig. So tell me about the different duties you do as the barbecue ninja, and and all the different things you get invited to, and all the neat things that that this persona has. What doors it has opened for you? opened a lot of doors which which I'm very thankful for I guess that's that's probably uh, I'm more thankful of, of where I am now than anything uh, I guess good upbringing help help that come mm -hmm. about but but yeah I mean you know the social media part is is it's not only a part of my job with Royal Oak but it, it's something that that I mean you know if you're doing cool things you might as well you know put it out there and let people see and, and let them be engaged in it and and we travel the country during a normal year, which is definitely not that, but, um, and we started, you know, building a, uh, a friendship or a fan base, so to speak. And, and, and so if I got friends in Denver and I'm doing something in New York, they want to, you know, be, they want to see it and be involved in it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I love to hunt, I love to fish. So, you know, I kind of put that out there too. And, and, uh, um, I just love what I'm doing. And, and I love, the people that I get to do it with I love you know the people in barbecue it's uh and I don't take any of it for granted um I, I think uh and each friendship I make I cherish uh but but it's uh it's been fun I mean this is how I've spent my adult life I've been in barbecue the last 25 years so I hope to go knock on wood 25 more um I hope I'm not getting too far off the subject or no 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 you're doing great man what do you, what do you do for what do you do for Royal Oak? I'm marketing coordinator for Royal Oak. Um, so we've got uh, you know our sponsored teams that mm -hmm. are out there in, in the uh, on the different uh, different circuits cooking. 
Um, I'm over those teams. I make sure that, you know, they get their product. I make sure that, uh, you know, that I communicate with them. They get their gear. They've got all that. If they've Mm -hmm. got questions, I answer their questions. I like to be prompt and getting back with them and, and, you know, getting them, you know, making them happy. They, and therefore they like to make us happy. So if we make an ask of them to do content or, or cook at one of our plants or one of our retailers, they're happy to do that. So that's, that's a part of my job. I'm over the ambassadors too. So I do the same thing with the ambassadors. Um, you know, I also travel or <laughs> supposed to travel these events. Yeah. Royal Oak and, well, and, it's uh, all different. It's all different right now. Right. Right. And, and I'm over, uh, the, the sponsorship of the, uh, the different events throughout the United States. Um, like I kind of handle, you know, doing those sponsorships and making those decisions and uh and you know i'm 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 the i'm the barbecue expert at at royal oak so to speak Mm -hmm. i'm the guy that's got the experience and and so if there's a a barbecue related question that a retailer has or that someone internally in the company has you know they come to me and uh and chances are i've been there and done that or i'm experienced in the area they need to know about and um, um, which is a big thing for a retailer to, to, to have a, a question and they get it answered from somebody that's that's done that. You know, now, that's been there. now, do they do they ever they I guess they ask you to go to events and represent them as well, because on, on all your videos, you are you know, there's always a Royal Oak presence there in them and you do some really cool things. Uh, the, the chicken wings with the t- blowtorch is 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 my favorite. How'd you come up with that little shtick? Because that is really clever. Uh, there is a story to that. I'm sure there is. And, uh, we used to do the, the, the Big Apple Barbecue Block Party and, uh, the, you know, up there in Madison Avenue. And that was always uh, a big thing because, you know, here I am, this, this guy from the Mississippi Delta, and I'm cooking barbecue on Madison That's a, That's a big deal. That's a big deal, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I it, I mean it's a who's who in this world of barbecue. Established the barbecue culture in New York, and it really, it really reached out worldwide. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, because of the the melting pot of people there in New York, they got exposed to, you know, bar, you know, United States barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we were up there one year, and and we were we were cooking chicken wings that year, and we did butts one year. We would we. But nobody was doing chicken, and so we were like, okay, we'll do chicken wings. And uh, so we got the old hickory pits, and we'd smoke the chicken wings, and then we had the, the charcoal grills with the uh, Royal Oak charcoal in there. And, and we were there one morning, and I had the, the blowtorch actually starting the charcoal. Mm-hmm. And I was going down, getting the charcoal started with the blowtorch, and I look up, and I've got like 10 people videoing me starting charcoal with this blowtorch so i was like okay you know there's there's something to you know and you like this blowtorch that you know people are are gravitated to and and in that event there's always a a big line and there's always packed with people i mean there's a hundred thousand people that come through there in two days so there's always people out front and watching what we're doing and they're real interested in what we're doing so i was like hey we're going to have these chicken wings on the grill right out here in front of them. I might as well just get this blowtorch and just, you know, start caramelizing the sugars on these, uh, on the, the sauce we put on them. And, and, uh, and I started doing that and, you know, phones whooped out and, you know, <laughs> I 
movie started <laughs> happening, and, and it not only did it get the attention, but it made a hell of a chicken wing because of the of the the, the char. It put oh, I bet, I bet. And so, it not only was it a, a great show, it was also comfortable in the flavor profile that we put on the chicken. And uh, and after I did that, I, it was like, okay, you know. Um, it's a saying I have, if you're going to be in the circus, you might as well be the monkey. So, um, you know, you want to be the, the, the spectacle, you want to be the show. So I took it on the road when we head to other towns. We rolled a grill out front, and, and I'd get the blowtorch out, and then I started doing the alligators, uh, you know, caramelizing the, the sauce on, on the outside of the alligators, and that's that's a double spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's, let's talk about that alligator. Um you were you, you were speaking to Kevin about the you know I I referred to you as like a modern day crocodile Dundee. You tell us tell tell well he was an Australian redneck. I mean you know who just happened to own half of uh, the outback. So tell tell us about when you go you actually go hunt find hunt and hunt alligators. Tell us the difference between the way you do it, and the way we've seen it on television, those guys on TV do it. Okay, all right, yeah, and matter of fact, when I do... Because this is part of the barbecue ninja aura, the, the alligator thing. This is well, this is great. And whenever I do a, an alligator cooking, the first thing I like to ask the crowd or ask the people that are there, or the class that I'm doing it for is, is have you ever seen swamp people? And a lot of people are like, yeah. I've yeah, seen absolutely. People. Hands go up and... And, uh, yeah, they, they've seen it, and I'm like, well, that's not how I alligate hunt. You know, they actually fish for alligators. They go and hang lines, and they put bait on the hook, and then they leave the lines overnight, and they come back the next day, and the alligator has swallowed the bait, and the hook is stuck in their stomach. So they, they really know where they can go, mm -hmm. and, you know, they do what they do. You see it on TV. I said, we go out at night. And we have Q-beams, you know, high-powered uh, lights, and we go across the water, and their eyes reflect. So when we see a reflection of the eyes, you know, I'm, I'm on the front of the boat, so I get the trolling motor. And you try to get, you know, 20, 30 yards from the alligator because I've got a snag rod um, with braided line on it. It's got a treble hook. How big's that hook? How big's a treble hook for an alligator? It's, it's no bigger than my hand, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, I throw it over the, or throw it at the eyes, go over the back of the alligator and then reel it in. And when you feel it bump, you snatch the, the rod and you set the hook in the alligator's hide. And then you, you hang on because, uh, you don't know really at that point. <laughs> hang on. If you got a six foot alligator, <laughs> you got a 12 foot alligator, but you, you kind of figure it out really quick by how much line it starts taking and how much pull it's got. And uh, so you, you basically, you know, hang on to that alligator for, it can be hours. Um, the <laughs> longest we've ever uh, had one was probably two and a half hours, three hours, something like that. And because and, uh, sometimes they'll, they'll go to the bottom and they'll sit on the bottom. And you just, it, when they do that, that's when we've got a bigger treble hook and a throw line. And you throw it out and you drag the bottom to try to get the bigger Mm -hmm. Really, the first pole is just to just to give you a guide to hang on, get his attention. Yeah, and then when he goes to the bottom, that's when you get the, the deep sea rods and you get the the throw line and you get them in you or her and get it to the top. And 
uh, once you pull it to the top, it'll do the death roll. And once it does the death roll, man, that thing is done. It is it is spent and it's tired. And we put a, a, a noose around its nose, electrical tape, and, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then harvest it. And then you haul it in the boat. Is that, uh, is it, or do you, or do you drag it on the side of the boat? The, the particular place I hunt is 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 a smaller area, so we don't have to pull it into the boat. Mm-hmm. We can keep it on the side of the boat. Yeah. And bring it to the boat landing, and then we usually have side by sides there with winches, and we tie winches to it and and uh, winch it up out of the water and and uh, you know and take it that way. And then you know I, I do the whole process. I mean, I, after that, I. Clean the alligator. I process the meat. I, um, you know, and then I, in the very end, I cook it and eat it. Well, back back up, back up, back up. Everybody's wanting to know what's the biggest alligator you've ever harvested. We have done. We brought one in that was eleven feet six inches, and uh, that was the biggest one so far. Eleven feet. Eleven feet six inches. Mm-hmm. That's from that's from me to the wall a half again. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's a big now those guys, that torso, those things get about what about that wide? I mean, they're they're big, aren't they? They they they, they can now. The ones that that we hunt, uh, they're healthy. Um, I, I think they they get to feed on a lot of uh, a lot of fish. Uh, the lake that we 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 harvest the alligator it's, it's very plentiful plus there are deer all around it and they eat deer they eat deer they'll eat you <laughs> <laughs> hey my real my my only my only discovery channel moment concerning alligators was i was at hilton at one time and and i had to i had to leave before the family so i got up early and i climbed in the jeep and there was this family and i don't know if you've ever been to hilton had all these canals run through it and uh, this family was uh Standing by a canal, and they had a uh, a leash, but no dog, and they're all crying. <laughs> and you know what happened? Oh yeah. <laughs> Muffy got down to the got down to the water, and pow, and then she was gone. So. Yeah, I, with us, if we ever have a guest or anything, I tell them rule number one: stay in the boat. Don't fall out of the boat. So when you're out of the boat, you're on their territory, and that's not good because they're gonna win that battle. Every time. So, boy, I, you know, we could do four shows on alligators, but let's let's go let's go to the the Malcolm the Malcolm Reed because everybody that watches this show, I'm sure they watch Malcolm. And I remember when I watched that video, I posted on Malcolm's page, and I know he doesn't read it all that well because there's you know every page got five thousand comments, and I just put on their best video ever. Period. When y'all did that, what what was the what was the the brain who had the brainchild to to uh, cook and smoke an alligator on his uh, on his show because it was it was fantastic. Yeah, Malcolm and I go a long way back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Malcolm and I have known each other. You know, on this barbecue trail for gosh, I, it's been fifteen to twenty years. Um, you know, we we've uh, we've been great friends. We we kind of lost touch for a little while. But now, you know, of course, he's he's an ambassador for Royal Oak, mm-hmm. and, and we kind of got back in touch through that, and and uh, I, I guess it was a mutual thing more than anything. Malcolm's like, you know, hey, I got this show, and I was like, hey, I got this show, <laughs> 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 and, uh, and he was like, well, I, we need to do that. You need to come.
Come we need on. to bring our shows together. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because Malcolm, he's, he, he's a true 100% quintessential barbecue guy. It, Malcolm wanted to know how to do that more than anything. He wanted to know how to cook an alligator. I mean, he was, you know, and, and for me to go on a, a show and to, to be able to teach him something, teach him anything, was, was, was a wonderful opportunity. And, uh, of course, we just had a blast that day. I mean, it's just two, two barbecue guys just, you know, doing what they do, having fun what they do. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, Mark Williams, he was there, and we actually cooked on his outlaw. And, and, uh, and, and it, it was a great day. It was a wonderful day. Um, so, uh, and then we did a podcast, you know, afterwards and kind of wrapped it all up that way. But, uh, but it was kind of both of us, really. We talked about it. We actually had the date set before COVID. It was that we had the date set back first of April. Mm-hmm. And then that happened and we just kind of pushed it back, pushed it back. And, and we finally said, all right, this is when we're going to do it. So I was doing another event in New York and I was having to go up and stay in, uh, in South Haven or, Horn Lake, where he basically where he lives, and I said, "Let's do it that day." You know, I got to yeah. stay there that night, so um, we did, and it turned out great. Well, that's great. We're talking with Craig Verhaga, the Barbecue Ninja, coming to you live from Cleveland, Mississippi, down in the Delta area. Um, it, it was a great video, and I learned so much. And then the way y'all dissected that thing, and you showed all the different parts of meats that were edible, and the chicken in the mouth was just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you get, uh, yeah, you guys were just having too much fun. But before, 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 before you were the barbecue ninja, before you were Craig Verhaga, barbecue guy, what, what got you started in barbecue? What age and what, what got you down the path to uh, where you are now? Well, it, it, uh, it was, a, like I said earlier, it was a bunch of ragtag guys out of, uh, out of college that, uh, you know, thought we could cook barbecue, but we knew we could have a good time, and, and that was what we were after or in search of and, and going to accomplish. Yeah, but, but go back go back farther than that, Craig. I'm talking, like, out of high school. Did you did you do barbecue when you were in high school? Before, when you were a kid, did you were you into barbecue? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was, I'm, my whole life I've been attracted to the grill. Mm-hmm. Told you earlier, I'm the youngest of five boys, and, and you know a family of seven. So when I was growing up, my dad had a green PK grill. I remember that very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when he brought the grill out, it was always a special occasion at my house. You know, other than that, it was a big pot of spaghetti. It was a big pot of soup. It was a big mm-hmm. pot of something we're feeding some yeah. people. But when the grill came out. It was usually a birthday, a holiday, somebody did good on a report card, or, you know, it was a special time. And I knew when that grill came out when I was a kid, you know, my dad was fixing to, uh, you know, do some special things. And, and I yeah. was right there. I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to I wanted to be the kid running in, getting the pan with the meat in it. I wanted to be the one to go get his beers when he wanted to have a beer. You know, I was that, I was that runner the whole time. So, um, and, and my... I was, I've just always been a, uh, one, one to hang out in the kitchen and, and watch did, my grandmother and my grandfather cook. So, Did you work in restaurants in high school? Were you, did, were you one of those guys that kicked I, around the kitchens? I bartended in college, uh-huh. but, you know, I was not a, a, you know, I cut grass when I was in high school. You know, yeah. So I was, 
That's why I don't, I hate to do that to this day. But, uh, but, but, you know, my grandfather on my dad's side, this Dutch, he was a wonderful cook. My grandmother on my mom's side was a wonderful cook. And, you know, my dad was a great cook. My mom was a great cook. So it was just something that, that I did. And I was the one, you know, when both my parents worked, so when they wanted something cooked for the night, they called me, you know, the youngest one, yeah. and say, hey, get, get some hamburger brown for the hamburger helper. You know, we always had a lot of yeah. hamburger helper. I like hamburger helper. It's good. Yeah, I love it. I love it, too. But, uh, but yeah, so um, but, but that uh, growing up was something I, I was – I was definitely very attentive when Dad rolled the grill out. I was right there. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be a part of that. So let's let's. Um, you 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 the your team has disbanded. Gary Gary Roark has called you, um, and you come under his tutelage. Did you did you then did you work at U-Bonds in Yazoo City? I did not. Okay. Um, you know Yazoo City from where I am is. Mm -hmm. drive, um, from where I am <clears throat> now, I have worked in there before just to help. And yeah, do some things, but uh, but that that restaurant is run by TT, and uh, if you ever go on one of their lives and see her, you'll know she's she's the boss at Ubon's. But um, but no, hey, Gary and I just just naturally, and, and you got to, to to be the experience his his personality and his persona and all that. You just you gravitate to that and. When he called and wanted me to be a part and, and you know, to, to cook with him, that, that was a no-brainer to me. Now, he was already legendary. He wasn't, he wasn't come an up-and-comer. No. He was, no. it'd, be, it's, it'd be like um, uh, Derek Jeter saying, hey, Craig, come on, can we play, will you play first base for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, I think two years, or two, either two years or three years before that, won the shoulder world championship at Memphis in May. So, I mean, you know, it was an opportunity for me to learn barbecue from a world champion. Yeah. And, and I guess you, I guess you just absorbed everything he told you. I, everything. I, I was, I was on his side, uh, you know, if, if every, everything he did besides go to the bathroom, I was right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, his, his grandson, Jacob, is coming up in barbecue, and he's, he's going to be, or I say going to be, I mean, he's already a superstar. He's been on stage at Memphis in May already, but, uh, um, and, and he's cooked at the James Beard house. He's only like 16 years old, so uh, he, he's, he's a definite up-and-comer. But to, to be able to do that and, and not only be a part of, of his cooking, but also be a part of his family, and, uh, you know, that's, I've spent more time with the Roark family than I have my blood family through mm -hmm. my adult life um, on this barbecue trail. And, and, you know, one of our sayings at U-Bonds is we take our front porch wherever we go. And that, and well, you, you got that go, right. And we mean that. And we just come on in, you know, come in, walk up, and we'll, we'll talk to you. If you got questions about barbecue, we'll talk to you about barbecue, or you just want to, Talk about your kids in school. We'll talk about that too. And and, uh, and Gary's gonna when he uses here, he'd make you a drink and set you down and and uh, and he'd let you know where if you ever see us anywhere in the future. Now, wow. now, now you're 49 years old, and you've been you were trained in barbecue by one of the the greatest ever, and you you you've got a job now in the industry. 
working for Royal Oak Charcoal. Is this is this where you always envisioned yourself wanting to be, Craig, being a, a spokesman, sort of a spokesman, a, an employee of a, of a large multi-billion dollar company and a to have a persona that literally draws thousands of people to you in live events and social media is this is are you living the are you living the barbecue dream i'm i'm, I'm pinching myself right now um because it, it's what i wanted to do it's where i wanted to be eventually i wanted to be in barbecue full-time for for 25 years i've, I've had an insurance business and uh, thank goodness I was my own boss. It afforded me the time to be able to take time to travel and do barbecue. But I was doing both for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, I'd leave the insurance business. I'd go to barbecue, and then I'd come back to the insurance business. I never really had a had a break in there much at all. And, uh, and one thing about the insurance business, you never leave it. And, uh, you know, you I would... I'd always worry about a storm coming through or somebody's house burning while I was on the road. And yeah. it actually happened a couple of times, mm-hmm. like two years ago. And uh, and then when this came about and this offer from Rolo came to me, um, it, it was it was time. It was it was time to make that move. Yeah. It was time to, to go full time into barbecue. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that uh, don't ask for it if you're not ready to get it. And I asked for it, and it was right in front of me, and I was ready. I was more than ready. And, and what a wonderful company. And a family-owned company uh, that is uh, very aggressive now in their marketing. Um, and to be a part of that is, like I said, I pinch myself. You know, I'm, I'm a blessed man. There is a, there, they did an event, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, in Atlanta where they invited all their um, sponsored teams, uh, ambassador teams. Um, I was there, yeah. Yeah, um, oh gosh. Roll up invitation. Yep, yep, yep. But my uh, my buddy in, in up in Kingston, um, I'll think of his name in a minute. He, he came, he went to that thing and told us it was like they had never been treated as well as Royal Oak treated them, that, 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 uh, that contest. What were, what was, what made that so special? Well, I, I'm, and, and part of my job, I'm over that event now. That, that oh, okay. Is, that, that, that's my baby. Uh, Mike Shore established that event, and he did an outstanding job. But the whole, the whole premise behind that event is, is for Royal Oak to show their appreciation to the teams and the hard work they do throughout the year, and it's also the, the uh, uh, goal of Royal Oak to show its employees, you know, appreciation too, but it's also good to sh- for the employees to see where their hard work goes to. Mm-hmm. That charcoal that is burning in these guys' pits out here is, is fruits of their labor. That, that's kind of where, you know, when you're making that phone call and you're, you're doing that work, that's where it ends up. You know, it ends up in that pit, and it ends up producing a wonderful product, and they got to be a part of that and experience that. But, but yeah, um, Mike Shore did such a wonderful job with that event, showing the appreciation to the teams because it was basically you show up, and everything was taken care of. You it was, basically had to get there and get home. Everything in between was taken care of. The meat, the hotel rooms, the 
uh, everything. It was Jeff Jeff Thompson, uh, Jeff River Thompson. River Road Grillbillies, right up the street. Man, love those people. They are. I, I tell you, you impressed the heck out of them. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean they. Oh, they're so great, such great people, man. I, I want to hug them right now. I miss them so much. I, I guarantee you. I believe if he ran out of Royal Oak, he would gather pine cones before he would use anything else. <laughs> he, he he is he is a dedicated guy to your company now. And, and what, what great folks. I mean, they're a great team, too. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing now at Royal Oak. We're, we're showing more of a lifestyle. We're showing more of a, of, of a family atmosphere. You know, hey, we're all on the same team. Yeah, we compete on any given weekend, and we're out to win. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all on the same team, and we're yeah. all, you know, have the same goal, and, and that's to promote them and that's a, a big goal of mine is, is I want to promote these teams and if they have a product I want to promote that just as much as I ask them to promote us as mm-hmm. so it's a big uh, 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 cross branding or cross pollinating however you want to look at it opportunity for, for all of us I mean we're all in this together and, and so um, that that's really a big goal of mine is, is just to really bring that that family, that Gary Roark, you know, family yeah. gathering together. Thing, Here, so. <laughs> when, when, when the barbecue ninja shows up, there's a front porch behind you. That's it. Tell, um, I know COVID has, has uh, curtailed some events and probably your activities, but before the COVID, how busy is the barbecue ninja? Do you ever get pulled in different directions and feel like I can't, I, I can't possibly make all these or, or are you still so enthusiastic that you can't wait to make all these events? Because I'm sure you're somewhere every weekend. Um, and then you got to work Monday through Friday, too. Yeah, I cannot wait to be at these events. Um, it's, it's the people. You know, it's the friends. It's the friendship. It's, you know, that that, that feeds me. That, that gives me the, mm-hmm. the, the, the will to, to, to really get after it and to go and, and – uh, and that, that was another thing with this new job that, that I was, you know, that's what they want me to do. They want me to be active. They want me to go out and and uh, and to gather content and to, to be at events and to to uh, they they want that. And uh, and so, I mean, I was this year I was going to be super busy, um, but you know, other plans. So twenty twenty one. I'm gonna be super busy again. Are you already? Are y'all already planning out the kind of scratch 2020 off the board and planning for 2021? It, it, I've got a few of, um, trips I'm gonna make between now and the end of the year, and and they're not big event trips. They're gonna be trips to teams that we sponsor and and gather up content and do mm-hmm. recipes and. Um, and uh, and so I still got several things I'm going to do between now and the end of the year. Of course, we're fixing to have the process come back up here pretty soon of uh, the teams applying for sponsorship for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know that that's on the doorstep, and and that's going to be a lot of work between now and the end of the year, uh, getting those figured out and, and and doing that. And and that's that's a big and important part of my job is getting the right teams. To represent us, and uh, and that way, you know, we uh, we're both benefiting from it. Okay, just in case somebody, you know, 
during these times. I don't know about you, but I've, I have cleaned out the freezer a couple times, and you, and you go way in the back, way back there, and uh, where, you, where you haven't been in years. And if somebody goes back in their freezer or goes down in their deep well freezer, and they go, huh, alligator, I didn't know we had that, honey. Let's thaw that out and let's cook it. Let's get the Craig Verhaga barbecue recipe for alligator. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, I've got, I've got, you know, what I do now, Malcolm's got it from beginning to end on how to barbecue, right? Our, uh, our Royal Oak YouTube page um, has got, you know, how I do an alligator from start to finish. Um, and it's also got the recipe for my alligator rolls. I mean, you know, I, I do not only the alligator itself, but I do a stuffing that's uh, a combination of jalapeno boudin, cream cheese, bacon bits, and and uh, spicy ranch dressing, and, and actually put that on a hot dog bun and, and then sprinkle the alligator over the top of that to make, I call it a redneck lobster roll. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so uh, you, you got a lot of places you can go or my Facebook business page I got a couple of recipes for for alligator on there too so you got you got some access to what what what, what temperature do you cook an alligator at you know on, on the pit that uh, that different temperatures to, to, to tell you the truth depends on the pit the one we did with uh, with Malcolm I think that pit ran about 275 mm -hmm. um, so uh, but yeah, I've cooked it at 225 on an old hickory pit DW. Uh, just took a little longer, and uh, you know, I, the internal temperature it's like a pork loin around 160 to 165. And then when I glaze it with with the blowtorch and I do that, it usually brings it up to about 170 serving temperature. Do you spritz it while you're smoking it? No. Spritz? No spritz. No spritz. Incredible. Um, Incredible. Now, it is beneficial, and I do recommend to uh, to brine it, brine it overnight. Um, and Malcolm, he made up a, uh, a wonderful, um, he used his uh, uh, king craw, I think that's his Cajun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also used a little bit of crawfish boil and, um, and, and did that overnight in that, in that liquid. And, man, it was a wonderful brine, and it, it tasted well. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get off those small bottles of that and get into the, the bigger ones. People, people come back and buy it at my store all the time. They go, that ain't enough. They'll they'll grab two of them, and they, and they're they're great on French fries too. That's my daughter, the French fry connoisseur of Oudawas. She's, she's uh, where's that Malcolm Reed stuff, Dad? <laughs> she just wears it out, wears it out. Craig, what a what a what a great guy. What a what a a great person to talk to and. Uh, it amazed me before we went on the air, we were talking about you. You spent a lot of time in Knoxville, where I'm from, and uh, going up to uh, your grandparents and spending summers up there. What part of uh, Knoxville did they live in? They lived, it's almost easier for me to describe um, where it is. It's like where the campus is. You go across the, the Cumberland Bridge, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess it's the older part of town. South there. Knoxville, yeah. That's yeah, it. out Chapman Highway. Lived on, yeah, off Chapman Avenue. Mm -hmm. Lived on South Haven Road. Yep. Uh, so I'm not, not familiar with a particular road, but yeah, it was off Chapman Highway and in, in, in the South Knoxville. Um, I always remember going across that bridge and that uh, hospital being right there on the left, and 
and uh, um, but also looking back across the, the river and Neyland Stadium sitting right there. Yep. Uh, so been uh, there a long time. Yeah, yeah. Sure been there a long time. Craig, thank you so much, man. Uh, it, it's just been such a pleasure talking with you. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I'm almost glad we're in 2020 because I have a funny feeling that if um, if we weren't in the times that we are now, you probably wouldn't have time to to take with me. So um, I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. Well, I'll always take the time. And I, I have a lot more to my story and a lot more we can talk about. So let's do it. We'll again. do it again. And tell people where they can go to find the Barbecue Ninja. All right. On uh, Instagram, I'm at the BBQ Ninja. Uh, on Facebook business page, I'm at the BBQ Ninja. And on Twitter, I'm at the underscore BBQ underscore Ninja. And, uh, and that's that's my social media there, and and I've I've got a YouTube page, but I have not yet built it. But it is in the plans to uh, to start working on that. It's only one of me, and and yep. uh, I just hadn't had enough hours in the day yet to, to get that up and going. But it, it's, it's there's plans for it. Well, if you ever need help in making a thumbnail for your videos, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm the thumbnail expert. I'm the thumbnail expert now. All right. All <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Craig, thank you so much. The Barbecue Ninja right there coming to you live. Have a good evening, Craig. We appreciate you. The Barbecue Ninja coming to you live from Greenville, Mississippi, uh, in the, uh, I guess that's in the uh, Delta area of uh, Mississippi. Thank you so much. Craig Verhaga, the, the Barbecue Ninja, what a great guy. And it's just, isn't it strange how when you, when you, got to, you start talking with someone, how your paths have crossed, and you never, you never met him, or you never, you never even saw him. But you were literally, literally within a mile of each other during times of your life, and you never knew it. I just, you may not think that's fascinating, but I, I do, I do think that's, I think that's really, really cool. I want to thank everybody for watching and listening tonight. We'll be back next Thursday. Don't forget, if you're in the Ottawa area, if you're traveling back and forth uh, in Ottawa. With the Owl's Nest Barbecue stores right there on Exit 11, and uh, we got stuff. I think we got stuff in that store. We've got rubs. You see all these. You see all the um, all the different logos that are around on all the different screens. Those are all the people. I know it looks like NASCAR, but those are all the people that have things in my store, and I appreciate them so much. Uh, they're great to work with, and every one of these guys that sell their products. They don't want to do anything but help you, and they've, they've given people like me instructions how to use their products, and we'll be glad to pass it on to you. So if you're struggling on a specific protein or a method or anything, come on in. We'll get you straightened out, and we'll get you down the path to good food. And we've got other stuff. We've got stuff like this. This, this came in uh, just last week. This is from the Grill Great Company. This is their, um, their griddle. It's, it's, um, it's an aluminum griddle. You uh, put it on, you can actually put it on top of the grill grates if you use grill grates. You can put it on top of the grill grates. That makes the best heat. And also you can flip it over and if you're defrosting something, you put it on that side and it makes, it makes the defrosting process about a third faster than if you just laid it on the counter. So, um, Stuff like that, that's what we got. We got the complete line of grill grates. And also, I want to uh, thank my buddy Kevin, uh, 
Kevin Sandridge over at the Barbecue Beat for reminding me that um, Robert Moss's book, the second edition of The Barbecue, A History of American Institution, is out. I got my copy, um, I think it was, what is it, third? I think it was last, I think it was about a week ago, my copy came in the mail. And um, if you are interested in barbecue, if you're interested in the history of barbecue, make sure you pick up Robert Moss's Barbecue, The History of an American Institution. He has added stories. He has added tidbits in this, and um, he has added, he's added things, and there's great stories of all kinds of pitmasters. There's great stories of African-American pitmasters from the 20s and 30s that started. They started this whole barbecue thing, and those stories are, I think, the most interesting. So pick up your copy of Barbecue, The History of an American Institution, wherever your favorite books are bought. Now, we're going to have to go. I got to get out of here. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate everybody watching and I appreciate everybody listening. Don't forget Tennessee, South Carolina are Saturday night at 7:30. If you're in our area, if you're watching in Atlanta, if you're watching Knoxville, Nashville, uh, West, we'll say Bryson City area over North Carolina, we're not that far. We're right there in Ottawa on 1164 Lee Highway, right off the interstate. Come on by. We've got the Green Mountain Grills. I've got the, uh, the uh, Jim Bowie's, we've got the uh, Daniel Boone's, we've got the Choice, we've got the uh, Prime Plus, all in stock. We've got tons of grills in stock, and we already have them built and assembled for you, and they're ready to go. And we've got all the accessories for them, and we'd love to see you come in and get a Green Mountain Grill, and I'll have you cooking before Saturday afternoon. For the, when you, do, you can be the star of the tailgate show, that's right. You can do it with a Green Mountain Grill, and I'll show you how. And until next Thursday, I'm going to try to get Robert Moss, the guy that wrote that book. I'm trying to get him on for next Thursday. I don't know if I'll be successful, but that's where we're heading right now. But everybody, thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. And as we always agree, good night and good luck. You're like the cool guy in my phone, just so you know.